Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your sole purpose, regardless of self-doubt and what others think. As your host, I'm your human connector. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to my superhuman network, a network of 20-something-year-olds, as well as a sprinkle of some older ones who have truly enriched my life by sharing tools that have helped them to navigate their 20s in order to get closer to their dreams. These relationships and conversations have had a deep impact on my personal and spiritual life, allowing me to create my very own syllabus. On each episode, one superhuman will share their breakthroughs, aha moments, as well as the resources that have helped them to find peace, knowledge, energy, and success in their 20s. At the end of each episode, a guest speaker will leave you with several syllabus steps and homework to practice and embody in between each month's episode. I challenge you to digest these stories and allow them to help you curate your very own syllabus, whether that's related to career, personal development, spirituality, love, you name it. We're in this process together, working together towards creating a personal syllabus that is unique to our souls. At the end of each month, we will have a new written step direction, and a conscious goal to work on. So when we get to the end of a regardless season, we have seasoned. Alrighty, let's get to work. Hello, my superhumans. Welcome back to episode 12 of Regardless, You've Got This, the syllabus for your 20-something soul. How is everyone doing? Um, That is a huge question that I have for everyone. I think specifically because Mercury is in retrograde. Um, I know recently I've just been feeling really exhausted and drained and overwhelmed physically and emotionally. Um, I'm really practicing just trying to slow down, pause, find stillness to really check in with my body and my mental and just being kind of, you know, selfish in terms of protecting my own energy, Um, especially when things get pretty crazy externally, um, whether it's professionally or socially. So I think also for this year, one of my themes has been just really being intentional, Um, intentional with energy. You know, Maybe if I'm having a pretty social weekend, I'll make sure that throughout the week, I'm really taking the time to just catch up on work, sleep, and really prioritize my well-being or you know, even with friendships, like I think releasing acquaintances or really friendships that aren't charging nor expanding me anymore. And instead really putting energy towards the friendships that just energize you and expand you. And it's really equal. Um, instead of when you leave, you know, hanging out with one person, um, instead of feeling drained, you're really feeling charged. Um, so in honor of energy and stillness and just being completely present, let's please give our warm energy in welcoming today's superhuman guest, Michelle Rizavi, who is the founder and CEO of Alavi. Alavi is a woman-owned, elevated nutrition company known for its functional snacks for go-getters with taste, which is the definition of me 
and Michelle. Um, Alavi has been featured in Forbes and Entrepreneur. Michelle Razavi has truly mastered what it means to multitask and really balance a full-time career as well as prioritizing, you know, passion and well-being. You know, Michelle is not only a kick-ass entrepreneur at age 30, um, but she's also an amazing fitness and yoga instructor at Equinox. Michelle, you're truly doing everything. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's quite the, quite the introduction. Thank you for, for the warm welcome. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And everything is obviously so true and you've earned every title and just exactly where you are now. And I'm also such a fan of Alavi. I'm obsessed with the, um, your cashew butter. Like it literally makes eating dessert at 11 socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's really, yeah. What we see it is, is how do we marry, you know, really premium, better for you ingredients that actually help, you know, enhance your body, strengthen it, energize it. Um, but marrying that with definite taste and creating that end to end experience where you're, you're feeling so satisfied both in your taste buds, but also in, in how you feel energetically in your body and, and not feeling sluggish. And, and that, you know, curated experience is really what we're all about. So, so awesome. Um, welcome to Regardless. I am so stoked that you're here. Um, I remember we got coffee at that cute little shop on Montana. And seriously, like after leaving our conversation, I just felt so energized and inspired and supported to continue hustling and moving forward truly with my vision and getting in alignment with what is it that I really want and without feeling overwhelmed or stressed about what it takes for me to get there, how can I get there in a really peaceful but energizing way? So that's why I think you're so special because you really allowed me to kind of see that. Oh my God, that's a huge compliment. I mean, yeah, when you think about it, energy is everything. It's always an energy exchange. Either people amplify that or people deplete that. Um, and then on top of that, you know, you need to manage your own energy. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's beautiful that you can recognize your energy levels and, and how different people bring different, you know, characteristics to that. So thank you for the kind words and equally felt that on my end too. Oh, you're the best. So I'm going to start off with a little game, fill in the blank, just to get everyone stoked for today's episode. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So regardless of blank, I'm blank. And this may change after our conversation when we get to the end of today's episode, but just starting off, regardless of blank, I'm blank. Regardless of the chaos that is happening right now, I am capable of getting through it. Oh, love, love that. Awesome. All right. So this is teeing up this episode. I want to learn why, I want to learn the how, and I want to grow from this with you. So, Michelle. Can you please tell us a little bit about your journey, perhaps through your 20s, maybe what it was like for you to navigate through different careers and really what led you to creating a lobby? Yeah, I mean, that's how long do you have? Uh, I mean, we got, so, um, you got an hour. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try to give the, the bridge version. Um, so yeah, so started, you know, straight out of college, went to UCLA, went to a really top school and if anyone's like recently graduated, I'm sure they can understand the pressure of like, you know, get that high paying job or go to graduate school, make sure you become a doctor or a lawyer. And I never really ascribed to either of those things. Um, 
and definitely had that crisis when I was 22 of like, where am I going to go? Where am I going to live? Where am I going to work? Um, and living in LA at the time, I really wanted to get out uh, of, you know, a city that I was very comfortable with because I grew up around here. Yeah. So looking at other cities and got an opportunity with Eventbrite, which is a tech um, e-commerce company that helps with events. And that was really pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And I remember, you know, at that age, I was like, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to like push myself out of my comfort zone. I'm going to move to a city where I don't know that many people. I'm going to, you know, take a job that's, you know, out of what I'm normally comfortable with. And I think that mindset was so critical to my growth and where I am today of just being so comfortable in the discomfort of every experience and knowing that you're going to get through, you're going to evolve and, and grow from it. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, that's where I started my career. I met some of my best friends. I learned so much about e-commerce and marketing and um, just like understanding website flows that, you know, I'm literally coding the website today for, you know, our launch for a new product. Totally. So it, it all, everything that you learn in your twenties, even if it's not your dream job, it, it does apply to like, careers later. So everything is important. Building your network is super important. And so I'm super grateful for that experience. And then just throughout my twenties, you know, bounced around a lot. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be in health and wellness, but I, and I wanted to be in like a marketing, you know, like creative role, but yeah. my degree did not match that. I did not, I was a poli sci degree and I went to UCLA and nothing in my background related. So I had to cut my teeth and, and take internships and, um, you know, really have to figure out, you know, how can I forge my own path and being okay with, you know, this, this, like, I guess like on a resume, it doesn't cohesively make sense and that's okay. And, and to not be somewhere for like five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, just like took every experience or opportunity as, as a way of, okay, I'm going to learn something and then I'm going to go on to the next. Um, so I think from there, you know, I um, always knew and came back to health and wellness being kind of the core of everything. And so every new job change is getting me closer and closer to mm. that. Um, and so then, yeah, became certified as a fitness instructor, which I always wanted to do since I was, you know, in college, um, at about 25. And that was just really the passion that ignited in me and, and really anchored me into something that was bigger than myself and so fulfilling. And we were talking about energy earlier. Yeah. Know, that is the yeah. perfect example of an energy exchange, right? You walk into a class either what as you're taking it you feel the music you feel the beat you feel the you know instructor setting the set the stage for the energy the people around you and then vice versa you flip it you know as the as the instructor you're you're like the energy dealer right yeah. like you can control whether you bring people up or you kind of calm them down and so i take that responsibility very seriously Five check. yeah exactly of shifting that energy and, and people are coming in for maybe the only hour of their day they're taking for themselves to become better. And, you know, I, you know, I'm honored by that. And so every single class, I see that as an opportunity to kind of help shift the energy in a, in a more positive way. Um, and so, yeah, from there, you know, was kind of stumbling and, and struggling to figure out like what I wanted to do and knew that I was always capable of more and I wanted to contribute more and I wanted to overall help people be healthier. It was a very simple thing and, and teaching fitness classes really, you know, articulated that passion. Um, but I felt like there was 
still untapped potential. And so just in an effort to solve my own personal issues with having healthy, nutritious snacks that were filling and energizing and wouldn't upset my stomach because everything out there did with all the additives and dairy and and fiber syrups and, and sugar alcohols. And so to solve my own problem, I ended up kind of creating this, you know, concept of, you know, how do you make premium nutrition convenient and decadent and fun and functional? And, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how Lobby was born in a nutshell. And so it came out of just like total alignment and you saw a problem and you had a solution and it was through passion, which is so awesome. Can you tell me about your experience of actually creating the product? What was the moment? What was this aha moment like? Yeah. I mean, it was really just physically creating the collagen protein bars first. That was our first product line and just wanting something that I can trust. And I was teaching evening classes okay. and working out full time at Sephora corporate in San Francisco. And Michelle, I that's just- insane. You're insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my co-founder was doing the same thing too. So I thought it was just like, yeah, it's normal where you just like work crazy hours and you teach fitness classes early morning and evenings and you just kind of don't have a life. Wow. But it was all very fun. And, you know, I loved being at the gym anyway. So yeah. it, that's where I would spend my time, my free time. So why not kind of monetize It makes sense. That? Why not monetize? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, which was really struggling with like at two or 3 PM in the afternoon where I was super hungry mm-hmm. and I didn't want to eat something like super filling where, you know, my stomach would just be very bloated or I'd be too full where I couldn't move and teach a hit class, totally. but just enough where I had energy and I felt, you know, satiated to continue into seven o'clock at night. And so I was creating these really nutrient dense collagen protein bars and collagen specifically was important for me because it helps with athletic recovery. I was 25 at the time. So around then your collagen production starts to decline. And so I was looking for convenient ways to integrate collagen into my diet because the powders were just not a convenient format for me. They would clump in my coffee. I couldn't always blend a smoothie. It would melt in my bag. So I was like, wow, like here are two problems that I would love to solve. I would love to get collagen into my diet more effectively. And I would also love to solve these junk protein bars that upset my stomach or energy bars that don't keep me full. Um, and so it was, it was really just this amalgamation of, of problems that I selfishly wanted solved. And so I kind of just did it, you know, in prototyping it and, um, and, and that's how it was created. Wow. Amazing. I'm like, what should I make? <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, I mean, it seems like you kind of, um, of course, as a normal 20-something-year-old, jumped from several different careers. So, you know, within that, it can be pretty stressful, you know, in terms of, am I making the right decision? Is this the right career choice? So through that, how were you really able to take the right steps and also really find peace within yourself in doing so. And then when you created this product and you're like, whoa, this could be a game changer. And I just kind of solved my own issue, but it could be relatable to other people. How did you not get completely overwhelmed? And how did you just stay in this sense of stillness? Oh my God. I love this question. And to be transparent, I freaked out a ton. Yeah. Right? I think it's just kind of normalized that I like did not know what I was doing half the time. I was not on top of my shit. I'm not sure if I could swear. Um, oh, you can totally so, swear. <laughs> so I just want to, you know, 
say that like, you know, people might seem very serene and calm and have their shit together. Um, but I'm very much like a hot mess yeah. still, which I think is fine. Right. Like there's still some parts, obviously I have like more wisdom now, but mm-hmm. to go back to your earlier question of, you know, throughout my twenties, as I was jumping from job to job, yeah. you know, especially being Middle East with like Persian, you know, parents, they want you to go this certain, down this certain path. And um, that was hard, you know, having that friction point to identify that that isn't your path and that's okay. And I think surrounding yourself with people who are aligned, I Mm. think was most helpful, kind of just coming back to this knowing that, you know, in the end, it's your life, right? Mm. You don't want to look back and, and, and feel regret or feel that what if thought, um, I think that's the worst than, you know, stumbling and failing. Right. And so I think that mindset of, okay, well, let's just try it or taking baby steps at a time. I've always been, um, helpful for me and, uh, to kind of get through that and to stay resonant with mm. yourself, I think is just building on top of these moments where you can kind of look back and like, I survived that I can do this. And so kind of building that confidence, I think is Mm. key where you reflect back on other points where you overcame things that were hard or uncomfortable and reinforcing that to yourself, just to kind of reinstate that you can get through anything in front of you Mm. and that if there is uncertainty, you'll figure it out. Right. And you didn't come this far to only come this far. I love that quote. Mm. Um, and that, you know, if you can't figure it out, ask, figure it out. You know, there's so many resources at your disposal, you know, to a point where college is probably not that important aside from the network you build. Um, and so I think that's such an empowering thing, right. That, you know, you can change your mind. You can start fresh. You can learn something new. Um, and then, you know, with starting the company, it was, it was, a combination of feeling this frustration we were talking about, yeah. of knowing I had so much more potential that I had so much more to offer and that, um, you know, if not now, when, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time, building on top of, you know, my past experiences, well, like, wow, I, I did that. And I did that. And I traveled to, you know, this part of the country and did this by myself. It doesn't always have to be past work experiences. It could just be life experiences really well. Like, wow, I, I navigated through this foreign country with no map and my phone died, but I did it. Right. And so, I think just kind of like reflecting back on your experiences and how, you know, with each one, you, you know, become stronger and, and more capable. I think that's also what kind of gets you through it is having these notes of comparison to kind of evolve better. That's beautiful. Um, the two words that I really picked up from that was resilience, which is huge and confidence. So I, I thank you for that. Um, and I think a lot of the times I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I bringing professionally? And if I really reflect on me as an individual and what I do throughout the day, um, that could be like a break from looking at the computer screen. Oh my gosh, I'm making so much more of an impact. And that's what really makes me a game changer when it comes to um, professional work. That is what sets someone apart working for a company rather than looking at a resume. Thank you for sharing. I also think you're really amazing because of the fact of how dynamic you are, where you are a CEO of an amazing company, um, as well as being a fitness instructor. And that's also a passion, but it's cool to see how you've been able to kind of separate different passions in different activities. And especially as 20 something year olds, I think we get really overwhelmed and put a lot of self-pressure on ourselves to find this perfect dream job that will set our souls on fire and we'll be able to feel every passion inside of one job. And I don't think that exists. 
Um, I don't really think that even maybe it could exist in a soulmate. There's so many amazing qualities about living and life and doing different activities. And you're really able to see different qualities and passions by doing different activities. I mean, I love dance, but doesn't mean like if I'm on a Zoom sales call, I'm going to start dancing for who I'm selling to. So it's like, then I'll go take a dance class maybe like at night. So it's just by trying to structure our lives to fit in different passions and things that really set our souls on fire so that we come back to our computer or whatever our daytime position is, we feel energized. I think that's what makes you so amazing and curious, like what made you decide to pursue instructing even when times got really crazy with the lobby? Like, was it because of passion and was it because of you know, maybe instructing was really your way to increase your networking to further expand a lobby. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can really find success in, in both passions. So curious to hear your story here. No, that's a fantastic question. We sometimes get asked that by investors or- Oh, interesting. And they're like, wow, you're, you're still teaching while running the company? And I think people, A, they don't think that we have the time, which, you know, we never have that. It's never. kind of like there's never a good time, but I see it as- a couple things. One, you know, we touched on this, um, you know, it helps with just shifting your energy, getting out of your head. You know, I could spend easily like all day, like staring at a screen and there's always something to do, right? There's never like an end point to running a company. And so having a, a class, a dedicated time where I can literally be forced off the computer is so mm-hmm. healthy and so necessary for me. Um, but taking that a step further, you know, I literally, you know how you can sometimes take a a fitness class and kind of be in your head still or thinking about other stuff. When you're teaching, you don't have that luxury. You have to be thinking about the moves, the safety of the people, the music, like ending class on time. And so there's like five things going on at once in my head. So I literally have to stop thinking about work. And I love that. It's almost a meditation for me in a weird way to be so in the zone and so in flow. It's your flow. Yeah. It's, it's just such a like incredible thing. It's moving my body, which is so great. Like there's, it's just like research back. Like it is the healthiest thing you can do to unwind or unplug. I look forward to it. Mm. Um, but it's also, you know, it helps me get into, you know, places like, for instance, we're sold at Equinox Cafe. So it helps our business. It helps us, you know, build our community. It helps us, you know, understand what our customer needs. We give out products to sometimes our classes and we ask for feedback. And so that's awesome into exactly into, you know, the company as well, as well as like supporting the founders, Nikki and I still both teach. And I think it's really cool. I think it's, you know, the passion that started the company. I think it comes back to our why, like when we have a long day of exhausting calls or meetings or things that just didn't go right, you know, teaching and going back to the gym or to that class setting is kind of this reset of like, okay, we started this company to help people be healthier. Like it helps you realign of why you're doing this and chasing after this vendor and dealing with contracts, it helps you kind of ground back in. And so that's really what I love about it is that, you know, you get that human connection, especially working from home. Um, If you're not in an office, you get that physical release, that energetic exchange. And yeah, you got that like networking um, aspect too. So it's really just all the benefits. So cool. And it's still in, you know, the industry of, of your company. So it's really interchangeable. And it's important to get outside of where you normally work and just get out there. I mean, 
there's like a world out there and there's people to me and things to see. And I feel like that's what ignites that creative juice so that when you're able, you know, when you get back to home and you're on the computer, you're like, whoa, I met 10 awesome new clients today, new consumers. Like now I have a little bit more information and I can sit down and feel like, okay, great. I was out on the field today. It's just, it's so different than being behind a computer screen. And there's a lot of, you know, just amazing juice in that. Yeah. I mean, I get some of my best ideas when I'm at the gym and what I'll do is I'll go to the gym early in the morning after I teach or before, and I'll hop on the desk, uh, hop on, I call my desk, my, I hop on the treadmill and I yeah. treadmill desk <laughs> and my laptop to the treadmill and probably the most hated person at the gym, but it is such a really nice thing to do in the morning because I wake up with a lot of anxiety in the morning of like, okay, I have to do this and I can't forget this. And it just, the, the simple meditative aspect of walking really mm. grounds me. But at the same time, just going on a walk, I get anxious and like, I should be working right now. So I can kind Got of do two it. things where I can kind of get through emails and check on things and have my laptop in front of me, but I'm still walking and moving. So it's not a- How do you tense. put your laptop on the treadmill? So not every treadmill has this, the right setup, but the um, Woodways at the Equinox that I teach at, they have this like stand or kind of this section on top. And so I set a towel on top and I place my laptop on top and it stays. It doesn't slide or anything. That so is like so funny. <laughs> yeah. How so do you type? Like Sorry, I keep on interrupting you, but I'm just so fascinated. How do you type? <laughs> I don't go super, I'm not like power walking or okay. sprinting on it. I okay. get like a very slow walking pace at like two and a half miles per hour. And so it's just like slow enough where I'm just like moving, but I can still type and, and stabilize. Oh my gosh. I'm about to be that bitch at the Bay Club. <laughs> it, it just, it helps so much with my anxiety. It's yeah. really like, it is. and then like, I look down, it's an hour and then I've like, you know, walked a couple oh, miles. God, that's awesome. Miles. Away from the treadmill talk. Um, Back to what it's like being our, in our 20s. It's a lot. It can be very overwhelming, I think, especially because we experience so many growth spurts, growing pains, transitions, endings, beginnings, and it can be just exhausting. So I actually went ahead and found a couple of interesting stats to share with you all, which can kind of tie us back into the importance of protecting our energy and what we give and what we you know, receive. So with that being said, um, really interesting, LinkedIn Press Room states that new data shows 75% of 25 to 33-year-olds have experienced a quarter-life crisis, with the average age being 27. Um, USA Today found that 18 to 33-year-olds are plenty stressed, and it's not letting up. 39% say their stress has increased in the past year, 52% says stress has kept them awake at night in the past month. And more than any other age group, they report being told by a healthcare provider that they either have depression or an anxiety disorder. So what are we doing? What can we do better? And Michelle, with that being said, I would really love to hear about kind of your relationship with stress. I know you got in a little bit about waking up with anxiety. I can completely relate. Um, personally, I think I'm addicted to stress. So when you found yourself in times of change or transformation, feeling under pressure professionally, romantically, socially, how were you really able to discover peace and stillness? Because I know you were saying you were a dramatic queen, like I am as well, but 
I mean, there's no way that you've been able to be this successful without finding this sense of just peace. Yeah, I would say at times. Yeah, no, and and, and yeah, I just want to say I 100% agree with the statistics. I definitely struggle, you know, and I want to normalize like mental health issues. I think it's good to talk about it. I think it's healthy and I think it's necessary to let people know that they're not alone if they are struggling. And, you know, I definitely have struggled and still struggle, right? It's it's extremely demanding and exhausting to run a company. And then everyone is going through extreme amount of stress and residual stress from, you know, the past two years. Um, so to kind of like answer kind of like how to stay kind of like grounded or yeah. how I've just been managed to survive, I guess, I would say it's a combination of, you know, just finding these key things that I know will always make me feel good. And that kind of just can bring me down. Um, and, and just being an active, uh, player in emotional regulation. I think that's not something we're taught very often and, um, or really understand how to do. So I'll give an example, for instance, um, you know, if you're feeling very anxious or, or you're, you know, struggling or battling with your thoughts, the first thing I do is like, what am I feeling? I think like naming it first really helps just to kind of put pen to paper, just to articulate, okay, I'm angry. Why am I angry? And I think kind of taking yourself down that questioning loop as if you're like in a therapy session can be super impactful just to kind of, you know, make it cerebral and less emotional. Um, and then kind of, then once you kind of understand and, and can process, you know, what that emotion is, then from there, it's like, okay, well, what can I do about it? And I think that's where a lot of the, the kind of rumination comes from is that, you know, you feel this helplessness or you feel kind of trapped or that you're just in your head. And so it's mm-hmm. like, if you can put an action of, okay, whether you're, you know, struggling at night to fall asleep with all the stress, you're like, okay, well, is sleeping going to be more helpful or is staying up all night going to be more helpful or just kind of just talking yourself through it. Um, for me personally, I find things like journaling really, really helpful, which I used to hate journaling and I find it so annoying and I don't even read any of my passages. I cannot tell you what I've written about, but it's just something about that, you know, somatic pen to paper, writing it down, seeing the words, it kind of releases it from me. Um, I find that super helpful. Like in the morning, I'll right? Just like, I'll do it. I'll force myself first, right? First what I'm grateful for. And then just say, this is what I'm anxious about. And then just kind of owning it and, and not letting it be a part of me and kind of letting it fall onto the pages. I love um, how you do that at, you know, in the beginning of your morning, just to let it out and release before you take on other tasks um, throughout the day. That's powerful. Yeah. And I don't think you should hide it. I think it's totally because I'm all for like a gratitude journal, but like sometimes like you're really stressed out and sometimes there's stuff that like are really on your mind. And I think just writing it out kind of allows you to empty it away. Um, so that's something I do obviously prioritize movement, whether I'm teaching a class or I'll, I'll like go do hot yoga. That's been really meditative for me. It's, you know, low impact. It's something that, you know, again, forces me off my mm-hmm. computer, off technology for one hour. And um, it really forces you to breathe, right? That's what I love about yoga is a very, rhythmic link breath linking your breath to movement and so Mm -hmm. that act of just exhaling that we don't do when we're stressed is super important um and then yeah i would just say kind of whatever you find that helps you kind of maybe want to escape for a little bit that's okay maybe you watch a half hour of tv or maybe you listen to a podcast that gets Mm -hmm. like your voices out of your head for a second um or talking to someone and distracting yourself with kind of hearing about their day is i think like all these different kind of ways to go about it is, is so personal. And I think just this openness of, okay, well, does therapy work for me? Does talking about it, does journaling, does, you know, moving 
whatever that is for you, maybe it's a combination and different stages of your life, you're going to go through different levels of stress. So -hmm. I think just having your toolbox of, you know, when I'm X feeling X, then I can do Y um, and kind of just saying, okay, well, you know what? Meditation doesn't work for me right now. Let me try something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that you don't feel helpless and you have kind of options. And I think that's really how I've just kind of navigated my twenties and now hitting 30. So awesome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I would just say, yeah, it's, it's kind of just this openness to pivoting and shifting the way you take care of your mental health and, and regulate your emotions. Mm, being flexible and not getting upset with yourself if you miss a week of meditating or journaling. Yeah. Protect, you know, just listen to your body, which can be really hard. Um, I'd love yeah. to add, yeah. I'd love to ask you the same question. Um, and this is a little bit more geared towards times of chaos in terms of romantic relationships or friendships. How do you prioritize and protect your energy, Michelle? Yeah, I would say it starts with recognizing what your energy level is, right? And, you know, for like romantic relationships, for instance, you know, I think my boyfriend and I are really good at you know, setting boundaries and communicating with each other. So if we have a very stressful long week, you know, if we had a plan, we have this open communication where you could be like, Hey, you know, I had a really long day. I don't feel like I'm going to be very present at dinner tonight. Can we reschedule? And there's this mm-hmm. reciprocal understanding of, you know what? Yeah. I probably don't want to be around you when you're tired and exhausted. Like yeah. let's reschedule. And I think just that, you know, awareness and uh, recognition of how you're feeling and being able to communicate that to the other person without them feeling abandoned or them feeling hurt and not feeling guilt about, you know, expressing your needs. I think that's like key and that's with friendships too. Um, you know, just to be able to say, Hey, you know, I'm at bandwidth right now, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff, you know, I love you. I value our friendship, but like, I need to take, like, take a step back or kind of like not talk to anyone. It's not personal. I think it's just a combination of recognizing what you need and being able to articulate that Mm -hmm. is, is really key. Um, and doing so in a way that's, you know, not upsetting anyone, but also, you know, the worst thing, which I've done in my twenties is just swallow my needs and prioritize the people's needs. And, you know, in the end I'm angry, I bottle totally. up, I explode and that's not helpful to anyone as opposed to now I could just be like, you know what, have fun without me <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll the next one. or, you know, I'm just going to bow out. And I think the, the initial times you do it, or like that first, like, five minutes, it might feel awkward or uncomfortable, but I think in the end people appreciate it. And then they're kind of given permission to bow up too. And cool. so that's an opportunity to hold grace and space for them to be like, no worries. I understand I've been there before. Like it's, it's a two way street and, and some people might not, you know, be understanding of that. Um, and you know, that's kind of the pivotal point in your twenties when you kind mm. of, you know, realize who is kind of in that same path and, and who might be a closer friend or more of an acquaintance. And, and that's okay to kind of have different tiers of people. Totally. I always like group them as like fun friends and then like tribe friends. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're going to experience different moods and, you know, shifts of what we're interested in. And, you know, just because maybe you and a friend aren't on the same wavelength of interest or, maturity or growth doesn't mean that you can never be close again. I think in our twenties, we're growing at different rates and it's totally fine to just be in a moment or, you know, maybe it's a year of just, you know, not really being on the same wavelength of what feels best for you and your soul and having healthy boundaries and communicating that with your friends, I think is huge. I wanted to bring this back to, I loved what you said about like 
just prioritizing what you need and being selfish. For me, I'm battling kind of this idea of like FOMO, fear of missing out. It's a struggle. And then also like listening to my body and not pushing, pushing, pushing socially and professionally until I essentially just get really, really sick, which has happened to me multiple times in my life where I get really, really sick. And it's like, Skylar, when are you going to wake up and be like, you're doing too much and it's okay to say no, be okay with saying no and take care of yourself. Like stop being a people pleaser. So I think being a people pleaser is something that I'm working on. And I think a lot of people in their twenties are working on, especially with this idea of FOMO and battling protecting your energy versus FOMO. Yeah, that's such a that's such a dynamic, right? Because it's like you want, especially like I feel like coming out of the pandemic, you kind of feel like yeah. I need to live my life. I lost two years of it. Like, like I'm hot now, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I think I'm, I I remember like the moment. I think it was like in college. I, maybe it was like a little early for me where I stopped having FOMO, and I'm trying to pinpoint like what it was. Um, I think it was like just like one of those moments where I like reflected back and I was like, you know what? I didn't have to go to that party. Like I would have rather just had like stayed in. And I think just having that like kind of moment where I was like, I don't have to be at every party. Like not every party or outing or event or opportunity is, is right for me. Um, and just like the ROI of stuff, I think of it, I was like, okay, is it worth me like losing like two more hours of sleep, probably not eating healthy and, you know, missing out on like, opportunity to like really focus on what I want. And so it's just like, that's how I kind of approach it now. It's like, yes, it'd be great to say yes to everything, but I think of everything as ROI. Like, okay, is, you know, my two hours of time, is it worth, you know, doing this or saying yes to that? Or sometimes you say no. And I think it's just, you know, you, you get better as you go through that practice of flexing, you know, that analysis. And sometimes you're going to do something you're like, you know what? not the best of my time. And that's okay. You learn with each experience. Um, but I would just kind of ask yourself, you know, what are times when you've like gone out or done something, said yes to something and not like you regretted it, but you're like, you know what? So many like, times, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and so many and times. Great points to kind of like not build FOMO, right? You're like, yeah. you know what? It really cool on Instagram, but like in person, probably like no one's having a good time or, you know, it, I think it just, it, it comes with age. I hate to sound like old saying that. No, it, it does. It does. It does. But um, yeah. And, and at the same time, like you should go out and have fun and, you know, live your life and, you know, have yeah. all these experiences. It's a combination of both. And, and I think when it starts to obviously disrupt your health and your energy levels, I think that's just like when you reel it back and you kind of regroup and, mm. and just kind of play that balancing act. Great, great answer. That was really helpful. And I'm even noticing a huge shift in myself um, of just uh, prioritizing my peace. And it's getting better for sure with age and experience. And I think it's it's interesting, especially comparing, you know, maybe someone who is in a relationship versus being single, at least for me. I'm like, oh, if I don't go, maybe I'm missing an opportunity to meet someone. So that is one of the main in my mind when I'm calculating my decisions, but that's also kind of a ridiculous mindset. That's very self-aware, honestly. That's very self-aware of like, okay, I could meet someone, you know, at this event. Um, but at the same time, you could also meet someone, you know, doing activity you're already doing, right? Yeah. Or you could, like meet them at a grocery store. You can meet them online. You can meet them <laughs> online. So to, I yeah. think that's putting, just kind of release you from that stress putting a lot of pressure on this like one event or one opportunity. And that makes 
puts a lot of pressure on you to be like, okay, I got to like look for this. Yeah. And and too many expectations. You can't have expectations. I agree. Right. And, um, you know, I, I was single for actually a very long time. Um, and I loved it. I will say I love being single. It's It's great being single. Oh my God. It's the best. And, and, and I like understand that it's like nice to like, when you're single, it's nice to, to look at relationships and be like, oh, that's so great. Grass is always going to be greener. Um, but I, I would just say, just like, enjoy your single energy. It's so fun. It's so great to not have to like check in with anyone, uh, to be a free agent, to kind of like be like, you know what, I'm going home right now and just not have to tell anyone. Yeah. Um, and like have the bed to yourself and not have anyone disrupt you. And like, I'm not throwing shade on my boyfriend, but yeah, <laughs> I will say like, you know, to put, to put, um, you know, expectation in, in this event, you're going to meet your person where you're going to meet your person. And so go to the event to have fun or to network or to kind of like blow steam, but to go for something that you don't have control over, you don't control who's going to be there or who, mm. if that person is there, if you're going to meet them, if you're going to vibe, if the timing is right in their life, in your life, right? There's so many, you know, outside parameters. And so I think just releasing yourself of like, I'm going to go to have fun for me. If you're not, then don't. Snaps, 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 snaps. Oh my gosh. I have so many girlfriends, including myself who needed to hear that. Thank you. That was awesome. Couldn't agree more. I'm going to ask you another question, but it's kind of completely opposite of that. Yeah. So let's say like you're feeling stuck or unmotivated. What do you think are some like activities or mindsets that like energize you to continue pushing forward and really staying locked in an inspiring zone? I love this question. Um, I would say movement helps because when you think about like the physics of it all, like momentum gets you moving. Um, and we were talking about this earlier, how like when you're just like sitting, you're stagnant, maybe your thoughts aren't flowing. So there's actual, like when your blood is flowing, there's blood flowing to your brain, right? Yeah. There's that, that's like chemistry. Um, so I'd say like movement, hundred percent, just even going for a walk or like forcing yourself into a workout class that you can't bail out on. Um, that's like the number one way that like personally, um, you know, that's how I kind of shake out, um, anything. Um, I would also just say like changing, you know, a location that you go and work at for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say surrounding yourself with people that energize you, listening to a podcast that is inspiring. Um, those really do kind of reshift um, things in terms of like the mindset to kind of help you get out of any funk or if you're like struggling to stay focused or, or want to kind of feel energized. Um, those are the kind of things that I personally like to do um, and, and really work for me. I agree. Um, yesterday I decided to just change up my work environment. And I went to like three different coffee shops in Venice. And I ended up like meeting a friend at Cafe Gratitude and got invited to a sound bath like event. But just that interaction triggered something like in my mind to just have the most productive work day. Um, and it's just about changing your environment and being in zones where you feel more creative. And it can be as simple as like meeting a new friend or a stranger. It's so it's just crazy. Like the littlest mm-hmm. things can really have a huge impact. I personally don't get inspiration or I guess like I get sucked into social media. So I would just yeah. turn off social media yeah. if you're trying to kind of have the opposite effect and um, kind of, yeah, like get out into nature could be inspiring. It could be a phone call with like a friend. It could mm. be. Um, also, I would just say kind of like setting yourself up with like morning routines um, that can also kind of get you into a flow state to kind of set that whole day or an evening routine that can kind of help you unwind. I feel like there's something in 
I think there's this human quality where we like routine. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that can kind of almost help like open up space in your brain to kind of shift stuff out and, and prioritize back in what is aligned for you. Totally. Michelle, what does your morning routine typically look like? I know that you, you have your treadmill activity and maybe journaling. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it really, it really depends. I will say okay. like, I wish I could have a solid yeah. one. Like for instance, morning, like we had a launch. So I was like, doing all the wrong things. I was like working out of my bed. I was like looking at a screen. I like did not move first thing in the morning. Totally. But then, but then I like went and did a workout class at Barry's at like 830. So awesome. it's just kind of like giving it kind of just like restructuring of like, okay, can I have some movement in? Can I have some sort of like mindfulness? And at that point I was just like, while I was driving, I was just kind of like recounting, okay, this is like stuff that I'm like thinking about. This is stuff that I want to clear through. This is what I want out of that day. So Everything is going to look different, but it could be different formats. My ideal is waking up early, journaling, um, having my green juice, doing red light therapy, doing hot yoga at 6 a.m., coming back, doing a cold shower rinse, and putting on my skincare and just being in my cozy sweats and starting the day at like mm. 7.30. And um, and then I think having a, a workout class helps totally get you out of bed earlier. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I like that. It's like not that many people are texting me or messaging me yeah. or emailing me. It's um, my co-founder also, she like teaches early morning classes. I think she likes that too, in terms of like, you know, this, you know, first mm. touch point of your day, you get to like move your body and, and not have to look at screens. Um, so I think it's really important. So that's yeah. kind of the morning routine or, and the ideal routine is kind of this mix of like movement, a little bit of mindfulness, um, reality I'm going to be checking my phone I wish I could not look at it for the first two hours when I wake up but I do just to check fire drills and 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 then get get going so awesome and I love how authentic you are because there's no way that we're going to be able to be so perfect with a routine every morning and sometimes it's just laying in bed for a little bit longer and doing a little bit of work and then moving your body or waking up a little bit earlier so I I really do appreciate your authenticity Um, it's just awesome So unfortunately, we are at the end of this regardless episode, but I would love to introduce you to Syllabus Steps, which is really a way for us to fully understand and recap um, what we've learned from your insight and actually really understand how we can integrate it into our personal lives. So Michelle, do you have any specific tools, books, podcasts, resources that have helped and supported you into protecting your energy? And how can we 20-something-year-olds truly prioritize our inner and external peace in order to make the most of our days, our time, and ultimately end the week feeling expanded, inspired, and energized? Oh my gosh. Um, I would say kind of make make it personal to you. Um, you know, your 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 prioritization of your health, both physical and mental, um, carry this openness that it can shift and evolve. Um, I would say kind of like prioritize your energy and, and take note of that energy in terms of your interactions with other people, your consumption of, of, you know, online social media, you know, how certain activities affect your energy. I think just that awareness and, um, and, empowerment to take back your energy, I think is mm. incredibly powerful and important. 
Um, and then in terms of kind of like resources or tools, I personally love podcasts, um, such as yours, um, like some po other podcasts that I love, like for relationships, I love the Mark Groves podcast. I think his is fantastic in terms of he brings on really great guests. It helps you just kind of like, you know, have frameworks for, you know, attachment styles for self-worth and especially to navigate like through relationships, whether you're single or in a relationship, kind of just the things that come up and kind of having a very, you know, honest, authentic mm. approach. Um, I also love like the skinny confidential. I think like she brings on great people and, and I love how specific she gets with her guests in terms of, you know, advice and suggestions yeah. and they try to bring value, which I very much resonate with and always bring value. Um, and then, yeah, there's like some other, like, you know, wellness podcasts that I listen to business podcasts. So just kind of curating the content you consume, um, you know, outside of the social media that you can kind of get sucked in. And, mm. um, it is, is so critical to protecting your energy, but also just, you know, evolving it and continuing that education, um, past, past your twenties. Cause just because you're out of college doesn't mean, you know, the learning stops and, and keeping that, you know, growth mindset in the information you consume, the people you interact with, the business opportunities and, and everything in between, just thinking this is a learning opportunity really helps release expectations and, and pressure really from, from everything. That's awesome. Yeah. I always remind myself that I'm just always a student um, and I'm always learning. And when we have opportunities of stillness even, or getting ready in the morning, just to turn on a podcast and consume some really just juicy soul food. And you get to learn at the same time. That's so awesome and kick ass instead of sitting in like in a lecture room. So yeah. Okay. One last question just for a final cherry on top. One more time, Michelle. I'm not sure if this has changed from, you know, throughout our conversation. Maybe it has, but fill in the blank. So regardless of blank, I'm blank. Regardless of how much I have going on, I'm going to prioritize myself. Uh, I love, love that. Couldn't agree more. And that feels really, really just on point with how I'm feeling right now too. So this conversation was really helpful for me. Um, I needed to hear this and I wanted to thank you for just being vulnerable and being uncomfortable with me and just being you. I think you're awesome. I'm just so stoked for you and all that you have to conquer and just the impact that you're making with Alavi and just you as a beautiful human. So I thank you. Thank you. No, such a pleasure. Always connecting with you. Thank you for having me on. It's so great to share the story and, and talk about stuff that I don't normally get to talk to and, and have just a very open, vulnerable conversation. So yeah, I really hope that this is able to help just even one person shift their energy and, and reframe their mindset. So thank you for having me on. I love it. I love it, Michelle. Yay! We did it. Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's soul conversation and will apply it to your own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin. Thank you for tuning in to Regardless. Now go kick some ass.